The show's about to start. Are you ready? to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host jeff trenopole and as always i bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of hootay nation and the cincinnati Bengals. now do me a favor if you found the show hit that like and subscribe button smash that thumbs up this is unbelievable we're at 9 12 yesterday as far as subscribers go on youtube we are at 9 22 as of right now, I appreciate you guys. That is awesome. We are rolling. Let's keep it going. Try to get to a thousand as fast as we can. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys. Guest day. We had his co host on the show last week. We had Zim. Today, we got. Ace Boogie from Orange is the New Black Podcast. But first of all, I have to bring in this guy. Sorry, Jeremy Dombag. <laughs> hey. What's up? Sorry I'm not the boogeyman, bro. But hey, look, check it out. He's coming. I'm excited coming. about it. I know y'all were probably thinking he was going to throw him up there. Then you saw my ugly mug for the <laughs> millionth time. So he's coming. I'll promise you he's that. Coming. And I'm excited for it. All right. Well, let's get to it. Ace, what's going on, brother? I don't have you up. Daggone, I hit the button. There Stupid we go. Computer. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, come on now. I think I think the Steelers tried to block me from getting in here, man. What's Dude, going on, fellas? I, <laughs> I had it all my set man. up. I hit, the, I hit the intro, I hit you, and then you're not there. I'm like, daggone it. What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? <laughs> doing great, bro. I'm doing great, especially around this time in free agency. Bengals have been very active, so I, I can't complain, bro. I can't complain. No, nah, dude. I mean, I'm I'm ecstatic with with the off or with the uh, off season. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's a lot of what we did last year," but like we were all talking here uh, before the show started. I'm okay with it because 
this offense, this uh, draft is full, and I'm not kidding, full of two things, wide receivers and offensive linemen. If what I hope they do, and it's it might be a pipe dream, but you never know, it possibly could happen. I'd take Chase at five, and if Leatherwood is there, I'd take him all day in, in the second round. And, I, dude, <laughs> the rest of it would be gravy after that for me. Definitely, facts. I mean, for me, like – we can we can kind of say that it it's similar to last season. I think it's even more, bro. Like I, me personally, they never last year on the first day of free agency signed someone. I can't right. like if someone can give me the facts where on the very first day of free agency they signed someone, then just let me know where they paid this mind numbing amount of money to anyone. Because I remember last year around this time, this is how I know that they didn't do it on the first day because I had a full blown meltdown. On the podcast with them after the first day of free agency, I was sitting there like, look, they lied to us. They told us they were going to be active in free agency. No one's getting there to them. And then all of a sudden, day two, it's boom, boom, boom. And for this one, it was day one, it was a boom. Day two, it was a boom. And the other thing was, the other thing that makes a difference is, uh, for me, like Bobby Hart, people wanted him cut last year, right? There's a lot of guys that should have been cut last year that weren't cut last year. They did that this season. They're looking at all guys that they can trim in terms of fat, getting them out of there. They're doing it. You get Ryan Finley traded. Like Initially, they're going to cut Ryan Finley, and then they're like, hey, let's move up around and get rid of him. That's smart. That's a smart way of doing it. And then you get a guy like Riley Reef to come in here, and then all of the guys, like the other thing was, when we used to, if you go back like five years ago, right, Marvin Lewis era, we would sign guys, but they would be like over the hill and, for lack of a better word, washed at that point. We're, we weren't signing 25-year-old guys that still had five to six seasons left in their career, and that's what they really have done. All the guys that they've signed, with the exception of Reef, have essentially been young guys that are like 25, and it's like they're just stacking and stacking and stacking, and you're just wondering like, I don't think that they're done yet. Like they're still bringing other guys in. You talk about them also being linked to someone like Kenny Galladay. Like, Uh I don't know if how long some people have been following the Bengals, but I have literally never seen an off season like this where they're like even mentioned as a team that's interested in one of the top receivers on the market. Like I've never, I've never seen that. I didn't, I don't even think we saw that last year. The cool thing is he, he contacted the Bengals. Right. You know, it wasn't right. the other way around. And he was actually legitimately considering it until, you know, the Giants went and paid him way more money than I think the Bengals were willing to. But I, right. I'm curious. The, the, what I was hoping to announce today was a sign of, of Kerrigan, but I haven't heard anything. I, do you know if he's still in town or did they go to the pre-state? Did, did, did the stake burrow? Did that work? I'm not sure, it? man. I was going to try to DM Jeff Ruby to see, like, what's going right. on. Do we, right. Was there a visit or anything like that? But honestly, um, I haven't had a chance to to follow up on that. We haven't heard anything. So I think sometimes no news is good news. It hasn't been reported that he's left Cincinnati. Right. So right. Th- that would mean, like, if he took a visit to Cincinnati, like, they want him and he is interested in being there. It looks like I think the only thing that I saw was that he wants to be guaranteed a starting position, which I don't think that that's too far fetched with our defense. If he nah. is to come over, so it'll be interesting to see. I haven't heard anything as of yet, so we'll see. Hell, I'd start him and and, and, and rotate Hubbard. <laughs> that's fine yep. with me. Easily. That's cool with me. Go ahead, Jeremy. I'll, I'll let you jump in here. I've been talking a lot. No, Go for it. Hey, man. No, that, that it's been good, and uh, I, I, just like you were saying, Ace, man. You know, we kind of did what we did last year, but we. I guess we oversized it. We supersized it. 
right. to the point to now where we've got all these linemen that everybody's worried about. The Bengals haven't done anything on the line. They they re-sign Quentin Spain, and then we go out and get Riley Reef up in age. But the fact of the matter is, like you were saying, there's so much depth, and Jeff, you too, in this draft with linemen, I mean, we could be literally at the point of still drafting starting caliber linemen oh, yeah. into, the, into the fourth round, even right. if you ask me. Um, right. Just because of where we are, we're fifth, so we're going to be fifth, you know, throughout. And I also just wanted to really kind of get your get your gist on how you feel about the players we've taken, mm-hmm. and if you feel like it's even though we've supersized, I guess you could say, right? Um, what we did last year, the players that we've taken, do you feel like this is now a potential with a healthy Burrow? Um, you know, we can maybe stay away from the injury bug just a little bit. Uh, that's a team that's looking at least, you know, 10, 11 wins maybe next year. 10 or 11 wins, I can't say that as of now, just because of how good this division is. But I think that they're definitely competitive, and I think that they're not a team that you can really sleep on. I think one thing that you hit on, too, is they did upgrade in several areas. Right tackle is an upgrade. It's a huge upgrade, right? So if you have – Two bookend tackles, that at least solidifies that line right there. You have Trey Mm -hmm. Hopkins coming back, who's a center. He was already probably, arguably, our best lineman, unless you want to consider that Jonah Williams. So you got those three spots solidified. You can go into this draft and really shore up those other two positions if need be. But I think even with the guys that you have, you're a much better team than you were last year, simply because you have guys that are younger, uh, less injury-prone, that are going to be in there. And then possibly uh, you have guys that can do and bring other things to the table. I was privy to some inside information about Lou Anarumu and about this defense in wait, terms wait, of wait, what wait, he wait, wanted wait, to wait, do. Wait, wait. You got to we call we refer to him as Armadillo here. That, until Armadillo. he starts winning, yeah. he's Armadillo. <laughs> so he's no. I'm with you guys. I'm with you guys. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying that I'm a that I'm a huge Lou fan. I think yeah. though, from what I heard was. When he came in, and you have to remember, before he came in, no one wanted this defensive coordinator job, right? I personally wanted the guy from UF, right? And he comes right. here, and he's like, there's no way I can make this happen. If you're not going to let me put my imprint on this team, get my personnel, there's no way that I'm taking this job. So Lou takes the job, right? But from yeah. what I've heard, there's been a lot of, okay, if you guys are going to give me this job, you got to let me get rid of some of the players that don't fit my scheme. And right. a lot of people were pressing against him on that. And they were like, no, you can't get rid of Gino. You can't get rid of Carlos Dunlap. You can't get rid of William Jackson III and all of that. And he's like, okay, I understand that. But you got to understand this defense finished 30th last year and those guys were on it. So there's been a little bit of a struggle between that. And now I am not a Lou Anarumu fan. And so if he has his guys now. That can't be an excuse right. anymore. Yeah. It can't be that Carlos Dunlap doesn't fit my scheme. Mm-hmm. Geno Atkins doesn't fit my scheme. William Jackson doesn't get enough interceptions, which is something that I heard. Um, <laughs> so now these are your guys, Lou, right. So or Armadillo. So it's on you. It's right. on you. So if the Bengals go out and this defense is completely trash and worse, which isn't hard to be more trash than we were last year, but if you're worse than that, oh, you're out of here, buddy. Yeah. Like week Amen. three – you're probably packing your bags and you're going somewhere else. So I think right. now he finally has his defense. You know, we went from a scheme that was a 4-3 to a 3-4, which was crazy because we had Willie on our show. And he said that he was like, 
the Bengals aren't going to get any sacks if they're switching from a 4-3 to a 3-4, and then we end up having 17 sacks. So you've got your guys, Armadillo, do what you got to do with them. If not, you're out of here, bro. I think his his leash is pretty short now. They're giving them all of these players that he went out and got. They're supposed to fit your scheme. If your scheme doesn't work, then you're out of here. That's that's just how I'm looking at it. Oh no, yeah. I'm with you, man. He's, he's got he's got no excuses. And and I think the thing me and Jeremy talked about a lot during the season is what is his scheme? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he doesn't. <laughs> dude, the game I keep bringing up to you, and the drove I was yelling at the TV screen is the Indianapolis game. How yep. many times do we see tight ends, running backs, run right over the middle, wide freaking open, <laughs> and nobody's by them? And then or the cover zero. I'm just right. gonna play man right. all all game with no yep. help. Over he was the about to. Yep. Yeah, or, I'm like, what, what are we doing? I'm like, I'm, yeah. I, I, oh, it drove yeah. me nuts. I'm like, it doesn't make yeah. any sense. And like, and you can sit there, you can watch the DVs right before that they hike the ball. They're backing up. Like, they're only yeah. got to go five yards. Why are you backing up? Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm third and fifteen. It wouldn't matter right. if it was third and fifteen. We were backing up, and and, just, and they were just tossing them on us. And I just to get back to Lou real quick, and then we can move on from him. Trust me, but. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen a defensive coordinator in my life, to be honest with you, get two really full years of a draft. Well, um, free agency, more, more or less. Well, free agency and draft. We went, what, three linebackers. That's right. um, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. free agency and draft. Right. And then a whole other free agency and whatever's coming in the draft. And be as bad as he was this year. Like you said, unless something seriously changes, um, Ace, like like I was saying, we are we're not in trouble. He's in trouble because we can't go two years with two different types of defenses. We're trying to go three four, trying to go four three. We right. changed players up both years. It, it, there's just no way he can still be here. I, I still wonder why he is sometimes, to be well, honest with you. Some of that, man, and it, it was pissing me off last year. I hope I can say that on here. Oh, yeah, it, was, it, it was pissing <laughs> me off last year because – and I was on Twitter talking about it. It's funny that you mentioned the Colts game, right? I was privy to a lot of that drama that was going on uh, last season, and eventually – to me, it just really came between coaches' egos and players' egos. Like, yeah, you might not like this guy, but why are you not playing him to the detriment of this of this you know team? Why are you trying to prove your points of I don't want William Jackson on this team by playing him and putting him in certain positions? Why are you playing Carlos Dunlap or benching him on the bench to make it look like you know he's lost a step so that you can get your way? It just should have been more. It should. It just should have been handled the right way, man. Every time you get a new coaching staff in. A lot of those guys, there's always a lot of turnover. And the Bengals, for some reason, chose to not do that. So what you end up with is a lot of guys that were Marvin guys, and Mm -hmm. they're not that guy for that coach. And the coach doesn't Mm -hmm. want them or like them. And then it just was ridiculous to me because, to me, it's like, is the priority winning games? Or is it, this is why this guy shouldn't be out there. This is why I'm going to play this guy over this guy. This is why I'm not going to play this guy, even though it ends up being that we lose and give up the lead that we gave to the Colts for them to come and and, and beat us. And it honestly was aggravating watching this play out, knowing Mm -hmm. what I knew. I couldn't say this stuff publicly because I didn't want to get anyone in trouble, but it's just mind boggling, man, to Mm -hmm. see like how it played out. So I think it's just best that they finally have, he finally has his guys. We'll see. But honestly, the cover zero, the decisions that were made, not not good ones at all. Yeah, I heard you that, said, that you same said thing. It it's like you got you got these players here, 
And he is he he from what I've heard is he's more he's stubborn. He's more to prove that oh, yeah. that that you know he he wants his guys and and not to put the guys that he has on the team in the best position to succeed. And I'm like, if you're a coach and you're if you're a good coach, you should be able to make whatever player you got and put him in the best position to succeed. And Armadillo didn't do that. And he and from what I've heard, just like you said, I've heard he's refused to do that. And right. uh, to me, I'm like. What the hell kind of coach is that? That doesn't, that doesn't you know, I mean, I, I I mean, I don't know how you keep your job when you like, hey, I'm paying these players to do this, but you're gonna make them look bad and make us lose games. Like, yeah, what, I what's mean, up with you, that? That don't, that don't make any you, sense. Yeah, and and Ace, another thing too, I don't know if you were a big fan of it, but you know, at the same time, you could watch our defense and you can see Carl Lawson, who's gonna go somewhere and he's gonna get some sacks. But a lot of the time, under Lou's leadership and coordination, mm-hmm. you'd see Lawson dropping back to cover a tight end or to go <laughs> into a zone more than you would see him going after the quarterback. Yep. People wonder why he had 5.5 sacks. There's your answer, man, to me. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but I yeah. hated watching him go back. All I can say, my guys, is uh, you, you guys know that I have sources close to Carl. Those were things that were being asked of him that were just questionable. Honestly, I don't know if it was a thing where they knew that if he put up 10 sacks, that they'd have to pay him everything. But I can just say they weren't the biggest fans of Carl Lawson. Like I actually so the funny a funny story is I said that on Twitter in like a cryptic way. Right. Mm-hmm. Carl right. Lawson jumps in my DM and he's like, what do, what do you mean? What's going on? What are you hearing? And I'm like, bro. You just got to do what you can for, to make them keep you. And that was the game against the Steelers where he went out and he absolutely demolished those guys and oh. just really just played his game. Yep. That's all I'll say. He just played his game, and we saw what happened. Yeah, I, we had uh, somebody on the I, the chats blowing up. Anthony, I think he said that uh, um, <clears throat> Kerrigan has left is what he okay. – where he's reporting. Now, I don't know where uh, – Anthony, if you can uh, – Tell, tell me where you got that information from, because I I've been looking at Twitter and everybody else, and nobody's reported anything about it. So that, that was news to me. So, I, yeah. I, but anyway, that's I'm just, guessing I, if something was going to happen, it would probably happen by now. I, I right. it's what I'm thinking, but we'll see. Now, all right, let's get into the uh, the topic I actually titled the show with <laughs> until we got in all over armadillo is uh, <laughs> Gio. Uh, the the reports are that that now I, I what I read was teams are contacting the Bengals about possibly trading Geo. Now, my opinion is if you ain't getting at least a second-round pick for him, it ain't worth trading him because, it, yes, he hasn't been used the way we all want him to in the last couple of years, but the other and – and hopefully with a better offensive line, they'll be able to use him more and not have to leave him in to pass protect so much because he is the best pass protector as far as the running backs go, and he's also the shortest guy. But my point is, I guess – I'm not giving them up for a seventh round pick. I'm not giving them up for, you know, a, a developmental edge rusher. This is Giovanni Denard, dude. He's good. I don't know how you feel about that, Ace. So for me, it, it comes along with what that does. I think if you trade Gio, if I'm not mistaken, I think it saves you about $5 million. Right. So I think because of that, like if you were just training Gio and he had a low contract, and you weren't making those cap savings, I think you could get a second round pick for him. But because you're you're giving that to someone else where they have to pay the five million. 
that's going to lower it a little bit. I think the reason that teams are calling about him, though, is because this running back class is weak. It's it's right. top heavy. Right. Mm-hmm. After you get past those guys, there's no one there really that would really prove to be a threat like Giovanni Bernard could be. And I think the right. other thing is other teams saw that we just extended some IJP Ron for two years. So right. other teams are like, all right, they just gave Mixon a big contract. They just extended some IJP Ron. That must mean that Gino's available. Um, Gio, I'm sorry, is available. Uh, so for me, he does kind of make sense. I love Gio. I told you guys before the before the show came on. Gio's one of my favorite players, bro. He's one of my favorite Bengals of of all time, honestly. And it sounds crazy, but you know, you think about Hard Knocks. We kind of had a relationship with him from that minivan until now. You know, he signed multiple contracts, and I remember the years where the Bengals never had a guy like Giovanni Bernard. I wanted one of those guys so bad. He reminded me of kind of like that Reggie Bush dynamic guy that can just move and scatter. And we've grown with him, and he's been a model citizen in Cincinnati. He's done a lot of work in Haiti. He's an admirable guy. He's a team captain. I mean, but but it's not a surprise other teams are, are calling about him because we haven't been able to utilize him and G- and Joe Mixon together uh, in this backfield. And other teams like the Saints, probably not the Saints, but the Patriots or someone like that can probably utilize the skills a bit better. He could probably have a bigger role with another team. So it just makes sense that you would at least dangle him out there or other teams mm-hmm. would at least be interested in him because I think he's got a lot left on the tires. I think he does a lot, as you said, in the pass game. Uh, he yep. can catch. He can run. Honestly, he deserves to not just be sitting on a bench somewhere. So I, I completely agree with that part. Yeah, he, they, they, I wish they'd use him more. And the thing is, too, with the contract, before they signed Piron, with Mixon's contract, with Geo's contract, I think they were, the, I think in the top 10% of, of money that they've put toward running backs, there's only two of them, and now you got Piron. So it's a lot of money toward our, our running game. So right. I can't see that. I mean, that was one of the things I did suggest that, uh, when we're talking about salary cup stuff. Cap, excuse me. Salary cap cutting moves. I suggested Geo might be one. I didn't want him Definitely. to do it because he's so right. high, and just right. so we have we have more money to go get more more weapons and more offense linemen. So uh, it's still an option. But again, I, I bring it back to what I keep saying about this offseason that I've loved about the Bengals. They got options. They have, have put themselves in the great position to get options. And I was listening to a podcast where like, well, they they cornered themselves for the draft where where they had to take a wide receiver and they had to take take it offensive linemen. Okay, this this draft, like I said before, is full of wide receivers and offensive linemen. So I don't yeah, think I, they I, corner themselves. They got how are they cornering drafts. themselves? And I keep saying this: How are they cornering themselves at wide receiver and tackle when they have Riley Reef? He's a starting tackle. They still have General Williams, and at wide receiver you have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Like, what is this thing where people are acting like we have the right. Ravens wide receiver core? Yeah. We don't. We no. have two guys that can. That can get a thousand yards. You can easily follow that up in the second round and get another guy that's going to be added to this. I mean, T. Higgins just did it last season, so I don't know. For me, it's just kind of it's just kind of wild because when you look back at it, Allen Robinson was a second round pick. Tyree Kill was a fourth round pick. You don't have to pick wide receivers in the first round. You can get a wide receiver. I mean, Marvin Jones was taken in the fifth round. Muhammad Sanu was taken in the third round. You can get those guys in any different round, and this this class is loaded, so you're probably going to get another good one there in the second round. You don't have to pick a wide receiver at five. You don't have to pick a tackle at five. You literally could pick the best player available, in my opinion, at five, unless it's a quarterback. Obviously, you're not picking that, but they still could pick the best player available. I think that they opened their their draft board up more with uh, signing a guy like Reef. 
Right. I want to think too, is, 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 is if they have a run on quarterbacks and these these teams behind the Bengals that are hoping one of these quarterbacks will drop to them, they're right. going to be calling the Bengals saying, "Hey, what do what do you want to get up to five? And I know if we drop back down, Chase might be gone, Pitts might be gone, but I'm telling you, there's still. I mean, Waddle. There's still other good him. receivers. Waddle. I know people don't like Smith because of the side. He's still yeah. good. He won. I mean, yeah. anybody else is going to take him once but once Jamar Chase is gone. They're going to take Waddle and they're going to take Smith. Like right. it's it's point blank period. Like you're right. going to be able to pick any of those guys. Right. And if you drop first back round and, and you get and you you uh drop back out of the first round and you get two second rounders, you can get two offensive linemen right there. You exactly. can get a guard and a tackle and with two second round picks, plus you get a wide receiver. Right. What is everybody freaking out about? Yeah, or, or, or like we said for, what like we were talking about uh yesterday, Jeff, you know. Everybody's screaming receiver, receiver. We didn't get a receiver. Even if we take Chase, and and we're big on Chase, just oh, because. Yeah, I want Chase. All right, that, that's I want be Chase honest with you, Ace, I'm tweeting that out. <laughs> yeah, and, and just to be honest with you, bro, I grew up in Columbus. I'm born, bred, raised a Buckeye man. Um, I live in Alabama now, so I watch a lot of SEC football, and I watched the year every game with Joe Burrow. And it was between him and Chase, they were just magic together. They were, I thought, I mean, the back shoulder passes were just like, they were there. There wasn't any inconsistency, hardly ever. So that gets me excited with him. What I want to know for you, the way we sit right now, would, are, are you high on Chase and Burrow getting back together? Or would you rather add to the line? What, you're the GM. What what would you do? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Ace, you there, brother? You are oh, frozen we didn't lose time. him, man. Frozen in time. I want him to be the GM. <laughs> well, maybe he can uh maybe he can jump back on. Yeah, he's probably listening to us right now. Like, I'm trying to get this done. Shut up, you idiots. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid computer. All right. Let's see here. Let me uh well, let me see you jump him out of there. Hopefully he can jump back on. Um, Anthony said he saw it on uh Bengals Nation. So is that uh, was that a tweet from somebody or what's the source other than Bengals yeah. Nation? That's was it news? Yeah, that's you know p- people could post that. Hold on, Ace is back. Like ESPN, oh, about that, guys. So, What's up, right. brother? I think Jeremy, my my internet was going in and out, but I think you were asking me. No. Or <laughs> how how I or if I would prefer some offensive lineman, correct? Yeah, I was pretty much just saying you're the GM. The way we sit right now, how do you go about the draft? So if it were me, I think that you definitely consider Chase at five. I think that there's a real possibility, though, that he's going to go at three. Like, I, I don't think people are are really uh, counting. <laughs> oh, no. Man, this is good. I'm going to get good information, and all I, I, all I see is this pretty face frozen. I know. Just, <laughs> all we're getting is a pretty face right now, Ace, man. Pretty, hey, pretty face Ace. What another nickname. <laughs> all right. He'll, he'll try to jump back on here. Yeah, we'll get him uh, back. But, yeah, he is right. I mean, there is a very good chance that that, uh, that Chase might not even be there. That's but, true. I mean, you know, and and that honestly, no, 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 no. 
I'll break my heart, <laughs> but you know, maybe he's, maybe he's not there. I mean, the Bengals aren't going to trade up. I, I don't, and I don't want the Bengals to trade up. No. There's no reason to trade up. Chase no. is awesome. I love Chase, but there's no reason to trade up for him. There's no reason to give up draft picks and draft capital because we need that. Yeah, I would you, try, you I mean, explain honestly it. at this point. Yeah, honestly, at this point, if Chase is gone and Pitts is gone, I'm hoping somebody calls the Bengals to, to trade back. Yeah, I want two. I want two second round picks, and yeah, then you I can mean, go from there. You 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 explained it you pretty much. I mean, dead on. I mean, if we can't get Chase, if we can, we, I hope we get him. If we can't, it, it's not the end all be all. You know, just because we didn't get our fifth pick doesn't mean we can't move back to ten and still get a waddle or something like that. Whatever doesn't matter. But right. anyway, there he is. All right, all right about that. All right, so. In terms of in terms of the way that I see it, uh, you could look at you could look at three guys, right? And I think you take any three of them, whichever one is there at five. It really comes down to whether that's uh, some I mean that's uh, Panesul, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Jamar Chase, and I think Kyle Pitts. I think that those mm-hmm. are your three guys. Depending on right. which order they're going, who's available there, you take them. If they're not there for some odd reason, I think that you could also consider a guy like Waddle if you move back. I think that you could also consider Devonta Smith. I'm not afraid to say that. I think any of those guys that you move back, you can consider even Slater, right? But I think for yeah. me, the top three guys are Penesul, Jamar Chase, and I, I would probably say after that, Kyle Pitts. I honestly would like Pitts even more because a lot of people don't realize the tight end position for us is a weakness. You look around the rest of the NFL – is the Bengals probably have the worst collection of tight ends in the entire NFL. And I love CJ Uzoma, but the thing about it is he's coming back from an Achilles injury. He's in the last year of his contract. He was a guy that was in the Marvin Lewis era. There's no telling whether they're going to keep him. Drew Sample is okay, but he's a guy that you play with another tight end. He can't be the guy. He showed you last year he couldn't be the guy. He had one, mm-hmm. one touchdown the entire season. And the tight end position is important because – you can't have guys that blitz linebackers if you have Kyle Pitts there. That's right, just, right. just not right. going to happen. But if you have Drew Sample there, they're still going to blitz. If you have CJ Uzoma there, they're probably still going to blitz. But if you have Kyle Pitts there, you can line them up there. You can also line them up at receiver. I mean, honestly, if you're talking about freaks of nature, if just from a draft standpoint, and I was talking to Willie Anderson about this, he was saying the guy that you pick at number five, if it's a receiver, he has to be a freak of nature. Jamar Chase is good. Devonta Smith mm-hmm. is good. Jalen Waddle is good. They're not freaks of nature. They're not six four guys that are monsters that run four threes that are just can't miss prospects. But you know who is Kyle Pitts is. He's mm-hmm. a six four guy, two forty. He runs a four four. Like, I mean, to me, he would do so much for this offense just with him being on the field. So I think any three of those guys. Jamar Chase, I would love just because he's got the connection with Burrow already. You already know what you're right. getting with. Uh, Panay Sewell, you're going to get a guy that's going to help out Joe Burrow from an offensive line standpoint. Any yeah. three of those guys you could take, right. I think just whatever. Like, I'm taking any one of them. I just want one of those players yeah. that come in the top five because generally they're either going to be elite, they're either going to be pro bowlers, or they're going to be Hall of Famers if you get the right ones. Yeah, exactly. That, that's why I kind of keep trying to tell Bengals fans, is like, one, one of those guys going to be there. I always throw in, in – uh, in, um, uh, oh, I want not Spain, uh, Slater. I always throw him in there too, but I personally don't want to take him at five. I think that's a reach. So I think they could drop back and they could take Slater too. But I, I honestly, the way they've done this, 
I don't think they're going to take an offensive lineman in the, at five or in the first round. You know, unless Pitts and and Chase are gone, then I think that changes everything. But if, right. if Pitts or Chase, that's who I think they're going to try and get. I really do. Now uh, let's get some of these questions in here because I know people are blowing it up, and I'm trying to get to them, guys. You guys are awesome. All right, Robert. Uh, why didn't we? Why did we not trade Green Dunlap and Geo at the right time? You're not signing Geo after this year. Why not get something for him? That's a good question. I, I mean, I wanted them to trade those guys two years ago because we were, you know, not doing so hot. And that was when I, I don't know. They, 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 that was back when the Bengals held on to people too long, I think. And I think their philosophy has changed in that. So that's why there is a chance that they could trade Geo. I'm not saying they're not going to. Um, but that's to me, that, that that's been a, a philosophy change over the past two years. Because I mean, we released Bobby Hart, we cut uh uh, the guy from Seattle, which I know wasn't a big big deal, but we cut Gino. We, we cut these guys, you know, and there's still money left there. So that's why I think they didn't do it then. It's a change of philosophy in the last two years. I think. I don't know. What do you think about that, guys? You know, I, I, I me, myself personally, and, and then I'll send it right back down to you, Ace Man. You 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 know, know way more about this than I do. Um, it, I just think that it can be hard to let go of a couple players that have done what they've done in Cincinnati. Uh, for as many years as they've done it. And I think that had a little bit to do with maybe not getting rid of them at the right time, um, like he was saying. But at the end of the day, you know, we should have. But go ahead, Ace, man. What, what, whatever your thoughts are, bro. I mean, I think you guys have great thoughts, man. I love what you guys are doing here. I, I think it, like you said, man, I'm just going to piggyback off what you said. It's hard to say goodbye to some of those players. I mean, Yes, Zach Taylor and, and other guys don't have that connection to them, but the front office does. You know, they've they've grown up in this building. They essentially were drafted by us. They were extended by us. We, I'm pretty sure their families interact and, and, and things of that nature. And it's just a tough business, bro. It's, it's a tough business, but sometimes that stuff has to be done. I was a little disappointed because I was one of the guys that campaigned for keeping guys around like Gino and, and stuff like that, just to establish the culture, right? Like just to have a guy like the Cardinals do with Larry Fitzgerald, where he's a Cardinal for life. I just want one Bengals player to be a Bengal for life. And it just hasn't, the stars haven't aligned that way, bro. And they just haven't aligned that way to where we start to establish some culture and just have people that want to be Bengals. We come from an era where, there were guys that didn't want to be Bengals. Let's just be real. Right. Oh. Back in the back in the nineties, early two thousands, people wanted to get away from here. They didn't want to retire here. They couldn't wait to get on the first train out of Cincinnati. So, I wanted that culture, but at the same time, you do have to move on when it's time to move on, and it it sucks. It sucks, especially to lose a guy like AJ Green. I mean, this is my favorite Bengal of all time. Gave me a great opportunity. A great guy. I've talked to him. And, you know. I've, He's just a great guy. And, you know, the hope is if they're not going to keep these guys and they have to move on from them, you just hope that you see something that you see with other teams where the guy signs a one-day contract or something like yes. that to retire a Bengal. Yes. Uh, I That's think Andrew Whitworth said that he'd be willing to do that on mm -hmm. Willie Anderson's pod or his yep, Instagram live last year. That's the mm -hmm. best thing I think that, that you can hope for. But it hurts, bro. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think uh, Whit should do that. AJ should do it. And and Gino, well, those three for sure. Whenever they're they're done, 
should sign a one-day contract and retire as Bengals. Now, the one guy that, as you said, you want somebody to stick around and be a Bengal for life, if it goes the way we think it's going to be, that guy's going to be Joe freaking Burrow. <laughs> That'll be the guy who's, uh, you know, if it goes the way we think, He's going to be the guy that's the Bengal for life. So, you know, I mean, he better be, or, you know, we're going to run into the same stuff we had with Carson and you know, <laughs> Boomer ended up leaving, you know, so, but hopefully, hopefully well, that'll happen. I will, I will say Drew Brees never started, never retired with the team that he did. Tom Brady did it and Peyton Manning did it. So it's, it's almost, right. you hope for the best. Brett Favre like, didn't. You, you think about Brett Favre, you think about all of these guys, you hope mm -hmm. for the best. And hopefully we can have Joe, like you're saying, Iceman, be that guy that's going to retire as a Bengal. I would love that. See, yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking more like Kevin Huber. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a smart bet, bro. Right? That's a smart bet. Right? If I'm not mistaken, I think the first person that retired – as a Bengal, like on purpose, that did the the one day contract thing. I think it was Shane Graham, wasn't it? Didn't, I'm uh, dude. I actually forgot about that. Yeah, my Shane Graham. Shane Graham. He came back yeah. and he, he retired yeah. the Bengal. So sure. Well, enough. another one that actually played his whole career here, kickers, Jim Breach. Jim Breach. I, I, well, yeah, Jim Breach. Yeah. Him and he was here for for both Super, both Super Bowls. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was in the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, he, he was here for both Super Bowls. And uh, and um, I can't remember who was the guy who dug um, oh my goodness, I'm the the kicker who replaced him, Doug um, Pelfrey. Pelfrey, that's yeah, that's yeah. guy who replaced him. And the breach. The funny up. thing is, I'm by my the funny thing is always that To retired a bingo, but nobody oh, really yeah. knows. Yeah, yeah. Everybody forgets that. That was that was the Batman and Robin day. Chad was like, I'm, I'm Robin yeah. to his Batman. That's what name go, man. What happened? I came to Cincinnati. That's the thing I was saying. I'm like. I was like, Tio, he doesn't know what team he's going to go, go into the Hall of Fame. I was like, why not the Bengals? You ended your career lose. with the Bengals. I mean, come on. Right. <laughs> now, this is something I, we posted up on the uh, Strawberry Ice uh, page. Is uh, I think this is a long shot. I don't think this is going to happen. But I think it's, it's something interesting to, to discuss. But Alton Smith, he got released by the, uh, the Cowboys. You got him out there. You got Clowney out there. What do you think the options are? You know, is there a chance? I don't know. What just uh, coming to the Bengals take a, a, a one year prove it deal like 90% of the guys that they've signed? I think Alvin Smith is definitely possible. I, I'd be intrigued to see that he is getting along in the tooth, but he's still a guy that, with his suspensions and with his off the field issues, uh, that did lead to him not having as much wear or tread on the tires as, as other guys. So he's he's still serviceable. The only thing is what's going on with the character concerns and the Bengals, because it seems like in recent history under Zach Taylor, they don't really like taking those character concern guys. Mm -hmm. uh, when you talk about Clowney, I, I'm probably considered somewhat of a Clowney hater. I think he's the most overrated guy that I've, or one of the most overrated players that I've ever seen because everyone, like when he was drafted, it was all about the hit. It's like one that, hit, one dude, play. One hit made him a freaking yeah. made him the number one draft pick, right? And yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. So then he goes to the Texans, right? He plays with literally some of the best defensive linemen in, in NFL history. Vince mm -hmm. Wilford, J.J. Watt, and what did he do? What did he do? Yeah. He barely produced there. And right. then he leaves. He goes to another team. That doesn't work out. Then he's with the Titans last year. It doesn't work mm -hmm. out. He's not a 10-sack guy. He's not worth, to me, 
like 18 or 16 million. I would run away from Clowney, to be honest with you. He's honestly just really a good run defender at this point right. in his career. He's not a sack artist. So for me, I'd actually want to pass on him, um, to be honest. And I know some people are going to be like, what? You pass on Clowney? But I'd rather pay a guy like Alden Smith um, that's going to yeah. come way cheaper, that, that's been way better when it comes to mm-hmm. getting sacks and rushing the passer than Clowney has been than Clowney. But yeah, you got yeah. you got that whole that whole character thing, and and I, I'm I'm not against. I actually that's the one thing I actually do like, because I, I know when Marvel Lewis first got here, we had so many, like every week a Bengal was getting you know arrested or something, and even not as bad through the five year run, but it was still it wasn't you know I mean, well, let's, let, let's let, let's be real here. We had a freaking meltdown, and that's the reason we lost the damn game against the Squealers in the playoffs. We had a complete uh, 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 freaking meltdown. Jeremy Hill. Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy. Okay, after that, after that, Jeremy Hill. <laughs> yes, Jeremy Hill. If you don't fumble the freaking ball, yes, but the rest of it. Anyway. I wanted to change my name. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, no, anyway. Yeah, that was that was that was a tough one, man. But the one thing I'll say is, when Marvin Lewis first came, we did have a bunch of guys with questionable history. But some of that wasn't actually Marvin Lewis's fault. Some of that, some of that was Mike Brown. Honestly, yeah, he yeah. liked a lot of those guys. Right. Um, they had some checkered history, and he he kind of tried to take care of them and take them under his wing. He did, and, and sometimes it just didn't work out. But you know, after that, they started getting better character guys, but mm-hmm. they couldn't shake that early like two thousands stigma that we had. Because you got to remember, guys were getting arrested, DUIs, mm-hmm. all kind of stuff. But like when you think back to the twenty ten through fifteen, none of that stuff was happening. But people still had in their minds what the Bengals used to be from way back then, and they kind of said that that was them now. And, yep. and so they might have had one or two guys, but it wasn't like the collection of guys that they had in the early 2000s where they were just in the news every other week for something, and it was right. it was uh, insane. But, yeah, I always, I always think about t- back to that 2015 game too, and oh, there's certain God. things that I actually know about that, and people always make – Vontez and like Adam Jones, the scapegoat, right? But, but the guy hell, if he really don't fumble the ball, him, it don't matter. I did. Hey, if he don't fumble the freaking ball, it doesn't matter. It doesn't don't matter. But but ball. here's the thing. Here's the other thing. If you go back and watch that game, and I know this because I knew a source that was close to Tez that told me all of this stuff before it came out. When people were still thinking that um, that uh, that uh, the Steelers, the Steelers. Uh, he was the coach for the Steelers. He was a linebacker. Joey Porter, I can't stand him. Joey yes. Porter. When people were Porter, thinking, yeah. Porter was doing crazy stuff, I knew the true story. Yeah. It all really started. The person who started the whole thing, Wallace Gilbert. It was not Pac-Man Jones. It was not Vontez Burfick. What happened was before the game, and I think I can tell this now, Wallace Gilbert, who used to play for a Todd Haley, who was the coach mm-hmm. of the Chiefs. He played on the Chiefs when Todd Haley was there. Todd right. Haley was the offensive coordinator for uh or the quarterbacks coach for the Steelers at the time there was word that he put a bounty on Wallace Gilbert's head and it got to Wallace Gilbert so he was worked up already if you watch the play where Adam Jones and all of that stuff happens just watch Gilbert and see what happens and so that happens Joey Porter wasn't saying anything bad to Vontez Burfick he was saying I see you 55 like giving him respect that was what was happening Adam took it the wrong way because he came in and saw what Wallace Gilbert did and reacted right. that way, and wow. that's what spiraled everything out oh. of control. But 
Yeah, dude. man. It was yeah, I, it's, it's deeper than what we kind of saw, man. Oh, dude, there, there's there's always more. It's always two sides, three sides to every story. There's always more to it than we'll we'll ever know. I mean, to be honest, but right. I, but just just for me, and I've told this story on the show before. I remember just I and I and I, I jinxed it. I, I'm like, we got that AJ got that touchdown, and then Ooh. and then Montez intercepts the ball in the end zone, and I'm looking. I'm about to cry. I'm looking at my son going. We're gonna win a playoff game, right. and then Jeremy Hill fumbles the ball, and then yeah. Perfect hits him in the head, yeah. and then oh, Hell breaks loose, and they kick a field goal, and we and lose the game. Yeah. All within five minutes. Oh, I, was, I was I was with my seventy three year old oh, dad God. who had seen both Super Bowls, watched us lose both Super Bowls. He is a complete diehard Bengal fan. I've never seen him cry in my life, and I could have swore <laughs> I could, he was tearing up after oh, that God. interception because yeah, he man. thought this is the team that we can get there. And that's one thing I'll never forget about that game, which it wasn't that long ago. But just seeing him and this, you know, tough our old army dude, you know, uh, and just to see that much passion, and it's the same kind that he instilled me as a kid. Right. And you know what? It don't get. Any, we may have the worst luck in the world. Yeah, we do. But I think we're the luckiest <laughs> to be a part of Bengal Nation and to be Facts. a part of this team. I really do. Hell yeah. Facts. Hell yeah. Now I got a question. I don't know if you see, you got to see the beginning of, of my show, but I, I, we we put together a highlight uh, video of the man who should be in the Hall of Fame, Kenny Riley. And I had a son. Definitely. On yep. the show, I had him like right after you guys had him, and uh, I we uh, we had uh, Bengal Jim is putting the uh, jungle to the hall uh, out there. I'm gonna pop this up here real quick just to promote this for him. Um, but if uh, I don't know if you're are you planning on going to this ace? I, I think Zim said he might be going. Uh, it's possible that we may be going there. I know that it is during I believe Father's Day weekend. Um, so I have to hash some things out with the wife because. <laughs> I'm not sure. You already know. Happy, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. We will be there. Uh, but they also do have, I believe, a golf uh, tournament that they're going to have as well. And I think that that's by Kim Riley II down here in Florida. So I might be able to get to that. I'm hoping to get to the Hall of Fame rally. I'd love to be there for sure um, to be there in person. But I have to get permission from the wife first. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, exactly. I, I, dude, I, I'm with you. I was, pla- I was planning on going. I was like, Jim, oh, yeah, dude, I'll definitely be there. I, I, you know, he didn't have the date then. And then he sent me the a text message. So, so told me when the date was, I told my wife, she goes, we're going to be on vacation then. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> she's like, but my wife is awesome. She's like, she's like, all right, well we can, you can go and then we'll leave the next day. I'm like, cool. So I'm, oh, I'm going, nice. I'm just, I'm just not staying the whole, I got to drive up and drive back, but I'm going because I, Jimmy Ken rally is, it, it is ridiculous that he, he's not in the hall of fame. I know you and Zim got a, uh, a documentary that I can't wait. I, I'm so excited to, to see it. I know Zim said uh, you guys last time he's on the show, it wasn't ready. You didn't have a, a, a date yet. You're trying to clean it up or, or whatever, but yeah, I, I just want to good. Yeah. We can't wait. I mean, this project is something special guys. It's, it's really near and dear to my heart because not only am I a Bengals fan, uh, I'm also a FAMU alum. So he went to my school. I was, yep. I was really looking forward to actually interviewing him. I was trying to track him down a few years ago. Uh, but I couldn't find anybody that could get a number on them. And so that was that was something near and dear to me that I wanted to have. And I actually talked to Ken the second and told him that. And he was like, man, he would have loved 
the fact that you went to this school and you were a Bengals fan, you guys could probably talk for hours. So uh, for <laughs> me, it was it's a project that I've taken on that's near and dear to my heart. And we want to do it the right way and the best way possible, which is bringing the best kind of quality to it, getting the mm -hmm. best people involved in terms of the videos and, and just everything. But I will tell you guys this. We showed it to Ken Riley the second, and man, uh -huh. we almost had him tearing up at the end. So we're excited. We're excited for this project, and we just want to give him his just due. And not only just, um, you know, talk about him having, because you always hear the people say, oh, he's got um, X number of interceptions all the time. We're going to give you a look into what the person was like. Like, mm -hmm. there's so many layers to this man right. that, it, that just like being a Hall of Fame cornerback for the Bengals was just honestly not even the most that he did. Like this guy did right. so many things. And and that's what this documentary is going to tell you. Uh, obviously it's going to focus on the Bengals, but it's going to show right. all of the other stuff about the man Ken Riley as well. And I hope that someone from this Hall of Fame committee sees this mm -hmm. and realizes the injustice that they've done to this this gentleman. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I like I said, I interviewed yeah, his right. son. And I mean, after he retired, he, he, he went back and coached his alma mater, your alma mater. And then he also ended his his career. He retired as as the the athletic director there. Yeah. And he also I, I didn't know this. I was looking up stuff for for the interview. He was in the running for a road scholar. Dollar. To, yep. He was yeah, a very scholar. smart guy. So very yeah, you got to be up here, big time to be to even be considered oh, yeah. for that. On top of playing college football, dude. Man, I mean, that, that was, there, there's. There's so many other things that he did. I was just motivated, like, man, how could I even top what this guy has done? Like, there's boards and all kind of things that he that he really has sat on and done in his life. And I was just like, man, he he truly gave so much service um, to his community and just to a lot of people, man. So I can't wait until we're able to share that story. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. Um, I, I was trying to. I was determined. I was going to get a Ken Riley old school jersey because that's what I wanted to wear. Which I still might. That's not, not over yet. But dude, I can't get one for less than two hundred something dollars. I'm like, damn. Yeah. I'm like, and then I, I text Ken Ken Riley a second. I said, man, I, I try to get your dad's jersey. He goes, oh man, I, I had a whole bunch of them. But I gave them all away. I'm like, damn. Oh. I wish you would have known you sooner. <laughs> I was like, man. And, okay. And this is the guy who I've sat beside for months now, and this is the first time I'm hearing today. So <laughs> I hope your relationship is much better. With do. your other host, okay? I, I, I just, I really do. I try to take care of myself, bro. I mean, come on now. <laughs> You're looking out for number one. I, I know. Right, exactly. I mean, come on. The show is Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to get, get back into the fridge here real quick. Uh, how much time you got, Ace? I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't by the way. Uh, got about uh, 10 to 15 more minutes. All right, we'll, we'll, cool. we'll end it with this one real quick. I'll, I'll give you this one and then – uh. We'll we'll end it, but uh, Sammy Watkins is still out there. Everybody wants him to, you know, Galladay and all this want to get a a, a free agent wide receiver. And from what I've heard, and Sammy Watkins, the Bengals, I think, reached out to him, but he wasn't interested in because. And this is where I think the Bengals are having problems if to try to get a legit wide receiver and free agency because they know the Bengals are going to draft a probably a possible starting wide receiver in the draft somewhere. So I think these guys don't want to come here because they might not get to play, you know, so they want or as much as they want to. I don't know. What, what have you heard about the, the wide receiver front or anything like that? Honestly, I haven't, I haven't looked into it that much myself. 
Sammy Watkins is interesting. I mean, I can see why people would be interested in him. He's 27 years old. This was a guy that when he came into the league was one of the top receivers coming out of college. Uh, hasn't lived up to those expectations. The issue with him, though, is, is staying healthy. And I kind of wonder right. about that, especially with him being uh, in Cincinnati, a cold-weather team, and relying on Sammy Watkins. I don't know. I made a joke when I was on the AFC North Talk uh, podcast, which is another podcast I do with some AFC North guys, that he probably broke his hand trying to sign a contract with with uh, the Ravens. So, you know, he's he's got an injury history, so that's what kind of scares me away from him. But yeah. would I take Sammy Watkins? Of course I would at the right price, but yeah. I'd be worried that, you know, how often are we going to see him suit up? Because I think right. even if you look at last season with the Chiefs, that wasn't often. When he was with the Bills, it wasn't often. And I think that that's been the story of his career. Talented guy. Uh, when he's available, but your best right. ability is availability. Available, and if he's yeah. not on the field and he's not doing it, then you know it's a hard pass for me if he can't stay on the right. field. Well, the other thing I, I'm, I keep saying is if they if they do address, which I think they will address the wide receiver in in the draft somewhere in the draft, that puts Alton Tate as four. That makes Michael Thomas your fifth. Right. I, I'm really okay with that. I mean, Michael Thomas. I mean. He he is what he is, but him and Joe connected. I mean, when Joe was there, he Michael is. Thomas was having a good a good year. Now, now all the wide receivers' numbers went down after Joe left, but Thomas he was getting a, a lot of important catches too. It wasn't it wasn't just you know first down. He was getting third down, four, some fourth down catches. So I mean, touchdowns, touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if Tate and, and 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 Thomas are your fourth and fifth, and you got like I said, I hope Chase. You got Chase in there. Oh, good. Man. That's where again. That's where I'm like. I'm not that worried about. It. I'm kind of with you. I'm. I'm really not that worried about it. Yeah. Right. And you know what? Personally, you know, like you were saying, you take Chase. We don't really even need to draft uh, another wide receiver unless we want to take one late. You know, yeah, I'm, a late one. Yeah. We're set. And 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 I'm with you on that too, Ace. On our line. I mean, Reef. Jonah Williams, and you know what? Bringing back Spain, uh, Suafila, I mean, those, those guys have talent. Those aren't, you know, just uh, run-of-the-mill dudes. They're they're talented. We right. Take even if you get a guy like, let's say, for instance, you get Chase, right? What if Wyatt Davis is staring you in the face in the second uh -huh. round? You're good. That's what I was going to say. You're good. Right. I mean, honestly, it's like That's whether it's Wyatt Davis, whether it's Leatherwood, whether yeah. it's a guy that you think is a, a good tackle. Maybe it's the kid from U.S. USC, yep. Vera Tucker, or something like that. Mm -hmm. You just go and get him in the second round. I mean, yep. right. like guard, guard isn't as hard to me. And, you know, I've never played football, so I have to ask Willie Anderson this. But guard to me isn't as complex as playing left tackle. Like, it's no. it's not it's not something where you can't plug in a rookie and that guy does pretty solid for you yeah. at the position. I, well, I played I when I was too. 10, so I know a little bit about it, okay? <laughs> yeah. right. he, he played 10 years he played. old. So there's Ace. Ace. He played. He played the, the position of left out. So I, really. I, I, I did warm a lot of the bench, but it is a tougher <laughs> position. Just to let you know. <laughs> so it is tougher than left. I know that you have to have the athleticism and you have to pull mm. and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I, and I'm kidding. It literally was ten. I was ten when I played football. Nah, you're good, bro. Unless um, you played it, but, I, I, that's more than I played guard position. So I, I, I totally take your advice on that for sure. Uh, yeah, there I hear you. you. And I, I have one more question for you. And then Jeff, I'm sure, has got something else, and then we'll let you get out of here. I know you sure. only got a few more minutes. I'll tell you mine. You tell me yours. Favorite Bengal of all time to watch. Mine was. I know the answer to this. Mine is <laughs> Jeff Blake. 
Ooh, that's a great one, bro. That that's a that's a great one. For me, it's it's this guy sitting up up here, man. Who's at the top? AJ Green. AJ oh, yep. Jeremiah Green for me, man. And honestly, it's it's hard because I love Chad. I loved um Corey Dillon. I loved a lot of guys that played for the Bengals, but there was no one outside of and I, I think it's just special for me because that's when I really started getting into the draft, looking at highlights and stuff like that. And I remember finding this guy. Uh, when I was like months before the draft, and I was like, this guy is unreal. Like AJ yeah. Green is unreal. I was like, they can't mess this up. They gotta take AJ Green. <laughs> right. And when they they picked this guy, I literally jumped off of my couch. This is when I was uh, in college. Me and my buddy, oh, okay. we had what we called the bachelor pad. We were talking about this draft beforehand, and I was like, man, I don't want the Bengals to take Blaine Gabbert. They gotta right. take AJ Green. If they take mm -hmm. Blaine Gabbert, I'm gonna I'm gonna like throw something oh, yeah. in here. And they you were right. AJ Green. I jump yep. up. And that was the reaction that I had every time he got a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, that was exactly. I mean, when the guy catches the pass against Troy Palomalu oh. his rookie year and he mosses him. And I yep. Yep. it was just so many exciting oh. plays where I'm like jumping up. And you guys know me, I'm laid back. But when AJ Green is playing and making plays, I'm yeah. jumping up and going crazy. Like my wife is yelling at me to keep it down. Anytime he's making one of those crazy catches for a touchdown, when you feel like it's over, he was just the X factor for me. Right, right. That's all. Awesome. I'll get back. In, I'll get back into the, to the guard talk here real quick, and I'll let you go because uh, people in the chat are saying, "Well, the Bengals draft the guard; they don't pay guards." Well, the thing is, if you draft a guy like Leatherwood, put him at guard, and then he can do the same thing Whitworth did. We have to right. tackle See, a lot of people. Thank you, Iceman, for saying that. A lot of people forget. Yeah. Andrew Whitworth started his career with the Bengals at guard. Yep. Once we let some of our tackles go, they mm -hmm. slid him out to tackle, and he took yep. over there, and he stayed at left tackle and became one of the best left tackles in Bengals mm -hmm. history. And the thing is, Leatherwood's yeah. not the only one that, that could do that. There, there's multiple guys that, that in this draft, they played tackle, and then they could play guard in college. You can do the same thing. So right. that's where I'm saying. I'm like, that's even, why yeah, I think if they guard at, at, at second round and they're going to eventually, because you know, Reef's only going to be here. You only really sign for one year. They might right. re-sign up for a second year. But either way, that guy in your second round whose guard is potentially be your right tackle in two years from now. And I'm like, right. then you go draft another guard. We're good. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you got one for four years. Yeah, they might not pay him, but you got him for four years. So yeah, but the, but the pay uh, yeah. A guard for four years. So yeah. I think that they would possibly pay him. I know that they did try to look into the guard market. We'll have to see where it's at four years from now. But yeah. I think I think that shouldn't keep you from taking one. Like, no. I don't think that you want to just roll out what you had out there last yeah. year because you're worried yeah. about four years from now. They may not pay a guy. I'm worried about what just happened last season to Joe Burrow uh, against the Washington football team more than mm -hmm. are they going to pay a guy four years from now. Right, right, right. And, hey, and, you know and, what? Good, oh, go ahead. Okay, you gotta go. Um, I was just gonna ask you real quick too. It, it's a question I had written down and I completely forgot about even asking you. But you know, we got 2025 coming up uh with the whole stadium situation. Right. Um we tried like hell last year to build up this defense. We did it again this year with an addition of Riley Reef, which is big time. We're gonna have a full draft full of linemen. Um, and more weapons for Burrow, depending. And I'm also a big Uzama fan. I think you know, I, Uzama. Uzama. I love Uzama. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, injuries worry me. I'm with you there. May need to do. 
But when it comes to 2025 and the Bengals putting in all this work, do you see that kind of happening because we're getting closer to that date and they know that they're going to have to have happy fans that vote or uh, however they decide to do it in Cincinnati to revamp the stadium? That's do you a kind great, of get that feeling? That's a great question, Jeremy. I think that they are um, looking at 2025, and I think that's why the vision for Elizabeth Blackburn is coming, that she wants to connect with these fans because they know that they have work to do. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that this is a city that definitely supports the team and our diehard fans. And we just want a team that is going to be respectable, is going to go out and win, is going to be invested in its fans. It's going to show us that uh, why we pay for that stadium is we're getting the, the output of what we're putting into it. Right. And mm-hmm. so I think that that definitely is at play. And I think that that's why they're starting now and they're trying to revamp the image of this team and make them more successful by 2025 so that we can keep this team in Cincinnati. We want to keep the team in Cincinnati, but we want it to be a winning team. But I think the goal is you want to keep the team in Cincinnati. You don't want to lose it to any other city. I mean, honestly, they just, I think, announced today that they want to add another expansion team to the NFL. Uh, So I just want to keep the Bengals in Cincinnati. I just want to have a good team that we can keep Mm -hmm. there. And it's ours, right? It's yes. ours, and I think exactly. that's what's most important about it because you get to these other cities, and they have three or four teams. But when you think about Cincinnati, a lot of the people, because I live in Florida now, but I'm from, born and raised in Cincinnati. But, you know, a lot of people, when they think about Cincinnati, they think about the Bengals. And so mm-hmm. I'd love to still have the Bengals there, and we just got to win a Super Bowl, bro. We yeah. got to win a Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. I would Clearly. just love to see yeah. how that city would be. Oh, I'll be nuts. Yeah, oh, they're going nuts up here right now because I mean, I mean, my podcast isn't just Bengals, it's Reds, Bengals, Bearcats. But I mean, hell, all we do is talk about Bengals, which is fine. I love the Bengals. I'm, I'm I'll talk Bengals all day long. I'm great with that. But that's I still like, remember, I still remember 2005, and I'm pretty sure 2015 mirrored that. Uh, but yeah, I, I just remember the energy in the city, man, and and you guys. Um, we're there for, for probably some of those Super Bowls. I was unfortunately only like one years old at the time. I wish I could have been there, but I could have loved the energy in the city, bro. That's yeah, right, man. I, I was okay. just telling Jeremy that the other day. That yeah. I said, this is really reminding me of, of 2005, uh, 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 Carson Palmer's second year. It's just the vibe yeah. in the yeah. city because it's yeah. who day everywhere. And right. I got to tell you this. I, I went down, me and wife, for our 24th anniversary. We went down to the Super Bowl for our trip down there. And I wore Bengals. The, we went to the fan zone. And I wore my Bengals jersey, my Burrow jersey. And I had fans. Some people were like, oh, who that? I got a ton of who days, actually. And then one guy go, Bengals? Why are we wearing the Bengals? I said, because we got Joe freaking Burrow. We're about to it's win the Super Bowl here about two years exactly. ago. Exactly. I said a couple, other, I can, I said a couple I other words that I asked down here. <laughs> Being down here uh, with just a whole bunch of different fan bases, the one thing that I can say is all last year, anytime I went somewhere and I had something Bengals on, they're like, you guys got Joe Burrow. Like literally my friends, all of them, they never called me before this. But after we got Joe Burrow, oh, it's, yeah, you guys baby. are going to be great. Well, you guys are going to win. He's going to get you guys one. So we just got to protect number nine and, and just trust in him. And I think that he's going to bring this city and make this, this city very happy and bring us a lot of success. I exactly. do too. Dude, that, that's why I was so excited when because everybody, everybody's against Andy Dalton. I was never against Andy Dalton, but I always kept telling everybody, "Well, who do you want?" You know, I mean, it's not like all of a sudden you can get a great quarterback. I'm like, all right, who? And people are like, "Oh, AJ McCarron." I'm like, really? So <laughs> I, I told a story before in 2019. I, mean, I knew who Joe 
Burrow was from Ohio State, but I never really got to watch him play. I saw right. him the first, it was week zero against Texas. He balled out. My like, dude, I said, I think LSU's got themselves a quarterback. I said, right. you know, then the Bengals season went down a toilet. And then I saw him against Alabama. I'm like, we need to get him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm right. like, I said, I'm like, lose all the other well, games. Go get Joe freaking Burrow. <laughs> that I'm guy, glad you were with me, Ice Man, because me and Zem, we took some bullets, bro. We were we were early on that train, like, man, let's just go and get a new quarterback because it wasn't anything, like you said, it wasn't anything against Andy Dalton. No. But he's a guy that needs everything around him mm-hmm. to be perfect. And we knew as a team the Bengals just didn't have that at the time. Like, you didn't have a good defense. You didn't have a great offensive line. You needed someone that could come in and just be able to raise the level of the team without everything being perfect. And I think that's just what Joe Burrow really did. I mean, we saw it last season. Offensive line was garbage. Uh, we didn't have a great defense. And he still had us in games. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. And I live in the S- in SEC country. I got to watch every game, and I knew it was something special. And what I saw when I watched him, I knew the way we were playing that year towards the end of it, we were going to have the chance to get him. And I knew this is this is the guy that is going to take us past 2025, like I was oh, talking okay. about a little earlier. You know, without excitement like that, I mean, you know, and I got people down here all the time, Bengal fans. Hey, Cincinnati, who day? That's right. Love it because, you know what? We brought in Burrow. We've we've taken free agency these last two years and just just nailed them into the ground. And you know what? I I, I tell this to every Bengal fan, and I just try to get it across to them. I, I all these groups are out there everywhere. There's a million, you know, um, and there's people. The Bengals suck. I'm never buying another ticket. Well, all those people that never buy another ticket, never. Jeff and myself, this is one thing that we always say, and I just want to say this to you and see if you agree with it. But if we would happen to lose our Bengals in 2025, we would most likely, we can almost guarantee, we're not going to have another football team in Cincinnati. Oh, no. Oh, no. If they could go to like a market where they're going to make, you know, let's like Las Vegas. Right. Obviously, they have a team there, but they had another team in California or something like that. They're not bringing it back to Cincinnati, unfortunately. And it sucks. I mean, we saw it already. Right. The NBA team, we lost uh, the Cincinnati Royals. They went to Sacramento. They've never been back since. We've never gotten another NBA team. We had Oscar Robinson, bro. That's crazy, bro. Right there, we had Oscar Robinson, and nobody like, dude, Oscar was on that team. We let that team go. Always on, joking, man. I said, move the Cavs to Cincinnati. We know what to do with them. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, bro, you've been on for an hour, over an hour here for me. I appreciate dude. you. I know you kept you on oh, a little longer. I appreciate you, brother. And this everybody, watch it. Check out him thank and Zim. Is the Orange is the New Black podcast? These guys are great. They're really fun. They're full of all kinds of bangle for information. And I told, like I told Zim. One of these days, like maybe maybe after get toward the uh, draft, we go four wide, have all four of us on on either your show oh, or my show. Either way, either way you want to do it. it, I don't care. Love it, bro. Appreciate you guys for having me. Who day? Who day, brother? Who day? Thanks, Ace. All right, that was cool. That was cool, man. I I I just enjoy our the, the guests. I, I just there's so much knowledge, yet there's so much feeling. If you they're, get what they're, I'm saying, they're, they're fans and they're they're passionate like us, and I, that's exactly. what I love about it. I mean, yes, they're passionate. And, and I'll the get on here, and I'll, I'll I'll holler and scream like a freaking madman, 
And I'm like, oh man, nobody's gonna want to watch that. But then I sit there and watch them do the same thing. So. Oh yeah, that's what it's all about. You know, it's 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 passion and it's news. You're getting both of it. And to bring in a guest from another podcast who's trying to do the same thing we're doing. I mean, hell, we're not far. We're gonna be right on. Actually, we're 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 close. We're getting there. I mean, we're going to be up there, and it's because of so many other people like him that are out there doing the same thing and all these Bengal fans are joining in and it's, it's, it's yeah. awesome. And I'll, I'll give a, a shout out to, to the orange and black insider podcast. Cause, cause Anthony came on the end of uh, their show last night and, and apologized to you, Jeremy for calling you Josh. <laughs> oh, my, my feelings were a little bit hurt. I will be honest. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to lie. Um, how you get Jeremy, Josh, I, it is what it is. People make mistakes, but, uh, bro, I absolutely don't care. It's a, We're good. I'll see yeah. you again. You can call me Jeremy. It'll work out just fine, bro. Thank you for the <laughs> apology. That was not needed. <laughs> but, yeah, hopefully I get – I'll go four wide with uh, Zim and Ace and four wide sometime with uh, Anthony and uh, and John. That would be a good show, and hopefully we can work that out sometime. I know these guys are – we all got busy schedules, so hopefully we can work that out sometime. But anyway, I think we're gonna roll on out of here. It's uh, about six thirty-seven, so yeah. So I'm gonna get to the point where I invite you guys to join the Facebook groups that let me live stream on their pages. They're all great groups. Uh, Who Day Nation, very interactive, very fun. Uh, Bengals group, another one out there is Bengals Nation, very fun group. Check out those two. Uh, Reds group, Cincinnati Reds, rounding third, heading for home. V. Ohio State Bucknuts, one of Jeremy's favorite groups. And then the Ice Bar, where you guys, like I said, I try to explain what it is. It's a virtual bar. It's a show page. Like, like I actually posted on there last night. I said, what's your favorite beer? Mine's Bud Light. And I got roasted. I'm like, what, what? what's wrong with Bud Light? I like Bud Light. You like Coors. Hey, I love the the uh, activity that was on that post. Actually, that was a good post. A lot of people like a lot of different beer. That's fun. Yeah. So I mean, you guys go on there, join the show, join the page. Like I said, please make sure you answer the yeah. questions. So I know, uh, you know, I know why you want to join, join the page. Cause that's the one anybody just joining somebody on there, just starting stirring crap up. Um, so follow me on Facebook. It is blowing up. I, uh, it's under uh, sports of strawberry ice. 843 people like this. I am up to 907 followers. That is awesome. Twitter, like I said, it's a little far behind, but please, uh, if you're out there uh, on Twitter, please follow me on Twitter. Uh, it's under since I sports with strawberry ice. I have 229 people. Uh, I'm also on Instagram, not very much, but I'm on Instagram, TikTok. Me and Jeremy do silly TikToks, which that's another thing we put that on the ice bar too. Oh yeah, there's gonna be a good one tonight, guys. No, he's 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 TikTok obsessed. Like seriously, he's he's like do this TikTok, do this TikTok. I'm sleeping. See, yes, yes, it's like you. we're married. He blames stuff on me. Okay, okay. I want a divorce. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, we'll be pulling the sound off and uh, putting up on the podcast later on tonight. So make sure you like, rate, and review. I'm on BeanPod, Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. And Gillo, I have never heard of that beer in my entire life. So you were down in... Uh, or the Jamaica, I think it is, or Dominican. I can't remember where you say you're from, but I've never heard of that one before. So I'm me sure neither, bro. Maybe you have to you have to send it to me sometime. <laughs> um, uh, YouTubers, like I said, you guys, this has been awesome. I I'm I was at nine twelve yesterday. Nine hundred twelve people subscribed to my show. 
We're at 922 right now. That is awesome. Again, I appreciate you guys. This is great. Let's keep it rolling. Try to get to 1,000 as fast as we can. And other than that, Jeremy Dimebag, no longer called Josh Dean. Will you help us roll on out of here? I sure will. And I uh, added the dime bag for uh, what was it? It was Crypt, wasn't it? it? Was so, yeah, that's your boy. I, Crypt. I, I, Crypt sent you some love. I, I think I saw you. Oh, uh, Crypt, you. Crypt, me, me and Crypt were talking on, on the uh, Insider podcast last night. He's like, What's oh, up, buddy? Like, What's up, Crypt? <laughs> oh, Crypt. I see. Yeah, okay. See, now I was you guys cheating on you behind your back. See, you, were, you weren't even watching them. I was watching them. I was talking. Me and Crypt were having a conversation. So. You know, I think what you were doing was making fun of me behind my back. Of course. Yeah, uh -oh. yeah. Mr. Dimebag Dean, Jerry, yeah. I get it now. I yeah. get it. Well, I mean, um, it, was on, it was on the internet where everybody could see it, so it really wasn't behind your back. You can go find it. <laughs> First off, I would like to welcome a few guys to Cincinnati really fast here, and that will be Trey Hendrickson, Mike Hilton, Awuzie, Ogan Joby, Reef, Kevin Hubert, resign. Clark Lewis Harris, resign. Quentin Spain, resign. Brandon Wilson, resign. And Ricardo Allen from the Falcons. So I want to tell all those guys to come in, put it all together, give it all they got, work towards next year's contract. And but come on our show. Actually, you know what? That's better than next year's yeah. contract. Come on our show, right. do really go. well this year, and then get a second year contract yeah. with Cincinnati exactly. next year. Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. fair enough. Yeah. So I want to welcome our new free agents. Welcome to Bengaldom. This is the crazy section right here. We are the nuts. So you guys want to come hang out with us? You can anytime. I'm sure you're watching crazy. right now. Yeah, you know. Sure, they're watching right now. If you're not, you're probably going to watch it later, guys. So I've named all your names. You can't get mad at me. Give me your Jeff a holler. Jump on the show. And one more thing, guys. Every single person on our YouTube account, Sports with Strawberry Ice, ask one friend, one family member to come and join us. We will be way over where we want to be, and then we can grow from there. So other than that, Everybody all together, remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati. Who day? Let's keep rocking it, boys. Who day? And that's just sports, baby. See ya!